You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast, episode number four. Well, hello, hello, my dear killer bees. How are you today, you guys? Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every Sunday we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And you guys, I know this one matters. I know this one matters for two reasons. Number one, because A, I literally never talk about matters that don't matter. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's the actual meaning of this podcast is to talk about the fitness matters, but here's why I know that it matters. You, you personally, and you guys in the generic sense, you ask me this question all the time. I cannot go a day without hearing the question in some manner or another of Paula, am I doing enough? And that's a great question. Are you doing enough? You guys, here's here's the thing about this question. I I answer it as often as I can. I mean, if you are a member of the Killer Beehive, which is where I am on Facebook, it's a really it's a super supportive private group. Super fun, lots of lots of good questions and answers and conversations in there. Great support. I actually host a weekly question and answer thread. So this is where I get actually a lot of the questions that I answer here on the Fitness Matters podcast, because when you ask me these things over and over, I understand that it's super important to you to know. And so on the the weekly thread, you know, I answer you personally, really specifically with some very concrete answers of your particular situation. But it occurred to me when I put this on the list of, of podcast ideas, I was like, you know, I'd really like to answer this question. I don't want to say once and for all, but but kind of once and for all. I mean, truly, that is part of what I think about in my job is that I get asked the same kinds of questions very frequently. And so I like to have one resource where either I've written about it or I've talked about it or I've done a workout about it or something where you guys can refer or I can refer people in the future who ask the same question where I can say, hey, you know what? Here's a great answer that's in a lot of depth versus me just trying to you know, type out a quick sentence on Instagram or whatever. And so when I was doing the, the thinking part of this podcast, when I was trying to decide, okay, how can I answer this question not, maybe not generically, but how can I answer this question universally? How can I answer this question for everybody? And I really turned it around and around in my mind because when you ask me individually, you know, hey, I'm trying to lose weight and this is what I'm doing. Is this enough? Or I'm trying to build muscle and this is what I'm lifting. Is this enough? You know, when you ask me specific questions, it's pretty easy for me to be able to answer you with, you know, the path that you should be on. But the general question of, are you doing enough? It's not, it's not universal. And so the more I turned it over in my mind, I was like, okay, this is such a simple question. And yet it's always got a very specific and sometimes rather complicated answer. And and why is that? And it occurred to me that the word enough in and of itself is kind of, I don't want to say it's problematic, but it is. It's problematic. It is, it's amorphous is really what it is, even more so than problematic, you know, like any like any word that we have developed to mean basically it's like some quantity or some thing, we have come to our understanding of enoughness by making observations. And generally speaking, we're going to observe, you know, nature, the natural world. 
And when you think about enough as it applies to the natural world, we think about we think about how there is a plentiful amount of some things and maybe a scarcity of other things. And I'm thinking, actually, the thing that is going through my head right this minute is I'm thinking about animals. And you know how sometimes animals go on like the endangered species list or, you know, plants that used to exist that don't exist anymore. And the thing is, in nature, what we see is that all all living things have what's called biological imperatives. We actually talked a little bit about biological imperatives in the weight loss series a couple of months ago. And in the show notes, I'll have a link to the specific episode where I talked about biological imperatives. But just really quickly, all living things have basically, I'm going to say a handful of biological imperatives. And number one is to stay alive. Like the purpose of life is to be and stay alive. Number two is to reproduce. Number three is to stay the same. And number four is to adapt when necessary so that we can stay the same. And that's generally speaking the hierarchy of how your body and all living things make their decisions, for lack of a better word. I mean, I don't think, I don't think flowers, you know, consciously make a decision, but it is, they have the same biological imperatives that we do. You know, flowers want to stay alive as much as they possibly can. They want to reproduce. It's why they have seeds inside them. It's why they attract bees and whatnot. They, you know, want to stay the same as much as they can, meaning that they're going to reproduce the same sort of thing and they're going to try and bloom and be themselves as much as possible. And then they're going to adapt when necessary. For example, if you have a plant that you forget to water, it's going to do its best to stay alive no matter what and adapt to the environment that it's in. So anyways, we as human beings, we observe this all the time. And so we see specifically biological imperative number two, the reproduction thing. You know, in every one single flower, there are, what, dozens of seeds to produce more flowers. There are always animals and plants reproducing and making more of themselves. There's always more to be had. And it's really interesting because the only thing that that curbs that that moreness isn't the animal or the plant itself. It's some other type of nature, either, you know, a predator or a fire or a meteor or some other like natural disaster, a plague. There are there are things that stop us as living things, all of us living things here on earth that stop us from being too much. But still, that word enough isn't really quantifiable. And the thing is that because it's not quantifiable, it puts us in a position of always trying to measure one thing against another. Now, here's the thing about measuring one thing against another. Speaking of topics I've talked about before, about comparing yourself, I have a a podcast about that too. And again, in the show notes, you know, anytime I refer to any podcast that I've talked about before, I do try really, really hard to get you a link in the show notes so that you can walk down that rabbit hole and have the full conversation. But here's the thing about comparing ourselves, especially in a world where 
the biological imperative is to be more and to adapt to get better. Anytime we're looking at what is enough, it means that we are essentially comparing ourselves to somebody or something else. And you know, in that vein, when you're saying to yourself, is this enough? Your probably natural inclination is to think about somebody who is doing more. I mean, generally speaking, when, when you ask, you are thinking, you know, am I running enough miles? For example, if I'm training for a marathon, am I running enough miles? You are probably thinking about the person that you know, or that you've seen on the internet who is running, you know, twice as many miles, three times as many miles as you. Generally speaking, when we live in a world of abundance and more, we tend to think of ourselves as less. And it's really interesting that we would go in that direction because truly, I mean, in this world where, you know, one flower has the seeds for dozens more flowers, or I mean, technically speaking, technically speaking, you and I were born with the seeds to create many, many, many more of ourselves. And yet we can look at this two different ways. We could either say, oh, there's always enough or because there's always more, there's never enough. Isn't that interesting? The word enough is always a comparison. Now, here's the thing. When you're asking me really specifically the question of, you know, I'm trying to put on muscle and I'm picking up five pound dumbbells, is that enough? You are essentially asking me, is this concrete, objective, numerical thing equal to this super amorphous, kind of gray area, not black and white at all, psychological concept? And the answer, my friend, is no, it is not equal. And and I mean, yeah, I just said that maybe you're not doing enough. That's like the worst advice ever, right? I mean, I mean, I never say stuff like that. I never do. And I mean, spoiler alert, I'm going to turn this around because I don't ever leave you with something like super negative like that. But here's, here's the thing about asking yourself that question. Let's talk really quickly about why we ask ourselves questions and and what we do to ourselves when we ask ourselves questions. So this this question that you ask me, am I doing enough? You are almost guaranteed because of the abundance that we see in the world, because of this biological imperative to reproduce and make more, and there's always more to be done and to be had, you are almost always asking yourself, a losing question. And here's the thing about asking yourselves questions. Let's talk really quickly about how your brain works. So a long, long time ago, we all had what I don't think scientists call it. I think, I think this is like popular science <laughs> refers to it as the lizard brain, meaning the part of your brain that is almost entirely instinctual. The part of your brain that drives your need to eat, that drives your body to sleep, that drives you to rest, that drives you to work, that drives you to reproduce, to drives you to do all those things that we honestly don't really think about. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we can call it the subconscious because it's not the higher level of thought. But the reason that we, you know, use language and have tools and have created an iPhone 
is because we developed this other part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex. And it's a fantastic part of your brain. I mean, seriously, we wouldn't have the internet without it. We wouldn't have buildings. We wouldn't have money. We wouldn't have language. We wouldn't have anything that we have as human beings without this prefrontal cortex. But here's the thing about that part of your brain. It is awesome and incredible and ridiculously powerful. It's sole purpose, the reason it evolved, is because it's able to solve problems. It is able to answer questions. Here's the reason this is a double-edged sword. Sometimes we're not really aware of what kind of a question we're asking our brains. And your brain, because it's literally evolved to do so, is compelled to answer your question. So when you say, am I doing enough? Your brain cannot stop itself from answering that question. And as we already discussed, your brain is going to find the answer. Nope, not doing enough. Because somebody somewhere is doing more. Somebody somewhere has more, is more has reproduced more, has produced more, has lifted more, has run more, has lost more weight, has done whatever it is that you want to do that you are wondering if you are doing enough more. And here's the thing about a brain that feels compelled to answer questions. We have to be really, really, really careful about what we're asking it. So here's the thing, my friend, here's my my practical advice. When you are asking me, am I doing enough? The answer that your brain is finding is no. So don't ask yourself that question anymore. There's a simple, practical, and honestly kind of easy way to not always get this answer that makes you feel terrible. Ask yourself a better question. And here's the better question. I'm even going to tell you what it is. I'm not even going to leave you hanging and make you ask yourself, what's a better question? Although, just quick side note, anytime anytime you feel like you are struggling with something and you are asking yourself a question like, why can't I lose weight? Why am I so dumb? Why is this so hard for me? Blah, blah, blah. You know these questions. You know you ask yourself these questions in your head all the time. We all do. That's a great time to stop and ask yourself, what's a better question that I can be asking right now? And here's your answer for today. When you ask yourself, am I doing enough? Ask yourself a better question. Here's the better question. Am I doing the right thing to get my goal? Now, of course, this is the double-edged sword also, because I know that sometimes when you are asking me that question about, am I doing enough? Part of the problem is that you don't really have a very concrete goal either. And I know that. And it's it does kind of fall into that, why am I so stupid? Why is this so hard for me? Sort of genre of questions where we're not It's almost rhetorical. Like we almost aren't looking for an answer because we're just so intent on feeling bad about ourselves. But again, your brain, because it's its job, feels compelled to answer that question. When you ask yourself, why am I so dumb? Trust me, your brain is going to go looking through your lifelong history and say, oh, this is why you're so dumb. This is why you're so dumb. This is why you're so dumb. Your brain wants to give you an answer. 
it doesn't actually know that you're asking yourself a terrible question. But anyways, let's come back to the question that we're going to ask ourselves instead of, are you doing enough? Here's your better question. Am I doing the right thing to meet my goal? And this is such an easy question to answer. And your brain being compelled to answer this will be able to say yes or no. Because here's the thing, no matter what your goal is, and yes, you know I'm going to you know I'm going to say this, you have to have a goal and you have to have one goal. And a little background on this, when you have a goal and you have one goal, you also kind of need to have a plan or at least an idea of a plan. We've talked about this also. In fact, we've talked about it so many times, but I think that there is one really specific episode of the podcast that I can point you to where we talk about this process of making a goal, deciding on one single goal, quantifying the goal, coming up with a plan, and moving forward from there. But here's the thing. When you've done that, when you have a goal and you have at least the idea of a plan. Honestly, it doesn't have to be a super specific on day one, you're going to do this. On day two, you're going to do that. And on day three, you're going to do this. It doesn't have to be that clear of a plan. The fact is, no matter what your fitness goal is specifically, you probably have some, at least an inkling of what you need to do. You know that if you're going to build muscle, that you're going to lift weights. And at some point you're going to lift heavier weights. And then at some point beyond that, you're going to lift heavier than that. Like, like that's, I think that's pretty common knowledge. You know, if you want to lose weight that you have to, in some manner, track what you're eating, track how you're exercising, move forward from there. I mean, that's like barely even the gist of it. And I do have, I have a whole conversation about that too. (laughs) Again, I'll point you in the direction of that. But, but no matter what your fitness goal is, I mean, if you're, you know, you want to run a marathon, you know that at some point you're going to have to run more miles. You know, you're going to have to progress towards that goal that you have in mind. So the answer is very clear. Am I doing the right thing, your brain can tell you yes or no. The right thing is the thing that is on that plan. If you want to build muscle, the right thing is to start where you are, pick up the weights that you can pick up, and then steadily progress. It is a very concrete and objective question to answer. Now, whether or not you know the exact answer, again, depends on whether or not you have like a really specific, clear plan. The plan part, is it's a podcast for another day, truly. There are lots of plans. There are lots of ways to get to the goal that you want. It's best if you pick a plan, kind of like you pick a goal, just so that you do have something to follow and you know what you're doing and what the next step is and that you don't have to think too hard so that you don't ask yourself these questions that are difficult to answer or that constantly compel your brain to search for a bad answer, for lack of a better way of putting it, an answer that tells you that you're doing something not enough or dumb or frivolous or worthless are all the kinds of answers that our brain can bring up for us if we ask it to. But when you ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? You are comparing apples to apples. You are saying, is this thing that I'm doing right now the thing on my plan? 
and your brain will very easily come up with a yes or no answer. I think, I think that like any, like any new skill, this one's going to be kind of hard to practice. You know, we get, we get so used to thinking the same thoughts and the wording is so close. It sounds like I'm just splitting hairs here. And I know that when I say, am I doing enough or am I doing the right thing on the surface? Does it really even sound like that different of a question? But, but here's the thing about these fitness mindset matters that we talk about every week. It's never on the surface. It's never as simple as it might seem. Changing the wording of the question in a very simple way can get you a really complicated and different response, a different result, and in fact, the result that you really want. So my friends, I'm really curious. I'm really curious, as I always am every time we have these conversations. Are you going to you can ask yourself a better question. And are you doing the right thing? I would love to hear. You know this. You know that I love to hear about your goals. I love to hear about your mindset. I love to hear about how you're changing your mindset. I'm findable like super easily on any kind of social media. I mean, you know me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I just already told you that you can find me on Facebook in my super private group because that's a great place to ask me awesome questions. And I will, in fact, call you out and really specifically ask you more questions back that have different wording so that you can get a better answer. Thank you so much for joining me today. Come find me on social. Make sure that you follow or subscribe wherever you listen or watch or whatever. And honestly, if you are an iTunes listener, it's super, super helpful if you leave um, reviews and ratings because it helps the podcast get shown to more people. And thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. My friends, this was a great one today, and I'd love to hear from you. I'll see you next week.